If you like to get it done and not spend more than is necessary to learn anything, this is the podcast for you. It's named after my book, Eight Minutes to Ageless. Just 15 minutes every week, you will learn something cool to make your body better, your life better, your mind better. I share tips from my books, from other great healthcare books, some interviews with people who are making life look easy, and peeks into some case studies I see every day as a chiropractor. I've been a practicing healthcare provider for 40 years and have about another 20 under my belt because I love to see people get well, feel better, have hope, and make life better for those around them. My name is Kelly Pearson, and I'm the host of this podcast. So let's get going. Well, good day to all of you. I'm excited to share some things with you. I had originally thought I would talk about some of the crazy assumptions people make about their health which leads them into wasting multiple months and sometimes years in trying to sort out what to do about this pain that's slowing them down and stressing them out and basically taking some of their life away. But I'm going to do that next week because this, this, uh, this week I was able to do a civility workshop for a local chamber. And it was pretty extraordinary the things I learned about it because the focus was about millennials versus boomers and having them engage in true authentic conversation while allowing the other person to speak their whole truth and not be interrupted. And it was, it was fabulous because look, if there's a problem out there today where employers are struggling to keep employees, is that a stressor? Oh boy, howdy. It's a stressor for everybody. It's a stressor for the unhappy employee. It's a, a stressor for the employer. And no matter how darn healthy you are and how well you've been exercising, if you go to bed every night worrying about your ability to provide your service, that's a monumental stressor. So in keeping with my theme of reducing aging, I want to talk about this a little bit. You guys can take this to your, this is hot off the press. I'll be writing a book around the, the, the data I'm getting from the civility workshops around the country as it relates to multiplicity of topics. But this one was boomers versus millennials. And it was just extraordinary because what the question the question given to each of the participants as they went into their one-on-one conversations was, you know, what does it what does it look like to be safe and secure at work? And I particularly use the word safe for the millennials because that's a word that's more common in their vernacular. But what's interesting is that security is definitely important for both sides of the fence, and it comes in many different ways. So for some, security means they have the autonomy they need, the trust of the employer um, to know that they're going to be able to do the work they do well. And that autonomy represents freedom, which represents security. So there's those people who are uber capable and how they feel, feel secure is by you giving them things to do that are hard. And that maybe not micromanaging, but you absolutely measure their progress and you're honest about if they're doing well or otherwise, but they like that autonomy. So that's for some people, that's how they feel secure. Um, For another person who maybe works in HR, let's say, their security entirely hinges upon the executive leadership support. So how are the executives talking back to this HR person? How are they supporting him? How are they recognizing him? How are they 
they saying, yeah, I see your needs. I'm going to meet your needs. I, I hear what you're saying. I honor where you're at. Your head's understanding whole new concepts that we have yet to really understand here in our executive C-suite. For this gentleman, security was knowing that the group right above him has his back. They like him. They trust him. They talk. Um, they, they wiggle around different topics that might be difficult, but there's a communication that's thorough. Another type of security is knowing that there is, above all things, a transparency. And I thought this was very, very profound. And while this one millennial said to me, look, I, I mean, said to his partner and then shared out in our, in our group, we, we know we're known for wanting instant gratification and we want to make as much as the boss on day one. He said, it's not so much that, although, of course, everybody wants those ridiculous um, dreams. We're willing to do the work, but what we don't want, we don't want a totem pole leadership hierarchy. We want horizontal integration. And we recognize that we're not going to be paid as much as the next guy for a while, but at least we will have be able to understand the why of what we're doing. So when the big boss says to me, hey, do this, he wants to know why. It's not that he won't do it, but he wants to know, well, is this the case of the boss doesn't have time for it, it's important, and he's been selected because he's capable? Or is it because the boss doesn't know, know who else to delegate? It's not a very hard thing to do, but he, he knows that at least this guy has the capacity to do that. Or maybe he, he just wants to understand, is this a time crunch? Like, oh boy, this project is due in two weeks. I see why we all have to focus on this now. Or is it a priority if we don't get this project in play? then we're gonna run out of time to complete it at, at the, in the end zone. The guy was asking for honesty and transparency. And I totally resonated with that. He said, but here's the problem. You guys can be transparent with us all you want, but you keep changing everything every couple of weeks. Well, it's like, well, of course, life is all about change, particularly in a business setting because you're dealing with an external environment that's forcing you to shift a lot. And so he said the key then is not just transparency, but to honestly tell us every week, what's up now? What's the change now? Because an employee can struggle for four to six weeks wondering what the heck's going on. And they get frustrated, which might lead to their ghosting or now they're this new concept of quiet quitting, which is, <laughs> you know, it's a never ending um, litany of, of, of terms, but quiet quitting, by the way, means, yeah, I'm going to work here, but I don't really care. I'm not going to work hard. And I'm just going to collect a paycheck and see what else comes my way. Not a really great way to live your life. Not for anybody. It doesn't make you feel good at the end of the day. But he said, so if you're going to be changing things all the time, just let us know. Have us a, a way. We have a, a short team huddle. We have we have a message board, we have a Google spreadsheet. This is, you know, this policy is still in force, but shoot, we had to change it to this because of this. And I, I really, I really love that whole idea. Um, there is a, an employer in my local region, Spokane. She, uh, very innovative, has been doing this for years. She works in the field of construction and there is a reader board that is available for all employees to come in and they can see exactly where the company's at, what's the profit, what's the loss, what projects are moving in what direction, how much time each one of them has left, what's, what's at stake if it doesn't get done on time. 
They know, okay, my bonus is predicated on getting to this level of a profit margin. I'm going to hurry up and finish my project and then pop over to project A where they're clearly under the gun. And this particular company gets some amazing work done. The employer has the vulnerability to share in the transparency. And uh, I think that is extraordinary. And it's what the younger generation is wanting to know. And, you know, of course, they also want to know that what they're doing makes a dang difference, that they're spending time providing a product or supporting a service that makes a difference in the lives of others. And who can fault them for that? I think that's extraordinary. So the other thing that came up is that we need to manage expectations of, oh my gosh, isn't that true for every single relationship we have? You know, you're dating and um, thankfully I don't have to do that. I'm happily married for 30 some years, but not to say I didn't enjoy dating because dating is great when you're young and you're and you're and rocking and rolling or you're single and you're elderly and you're looking for a partner, but I'm not putting dating down. What I'm trying to say is that it's difficult <laughs> because what's most difficult is the managing of the expectations. You can't let people make assumptions that don't have any backbone. And so don't let young people run around with these assumptions in their head that in two weeks, they're going to get a raise. And then in a month, they can take two weeks off. And then in three weeks or three months, they're going to get another raise. Listen, they may have those expectations and rightly so because they see that happening with their colleagues. But we have to manage them. We have to know, hey, this is where we're at. This is, and, 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 more, and moreover, this is the big picture of where we're at. These are the these are the challenges of this particular industry, but we can overcome them, particularly if we're working together. So I thought, I thought those things can be used in all of our relationships, that, that tremendous desire for security. We have to figure out what makes a person secure. Do they want more autonomy? Do they want more notable support by their peers or by their superiors? Do they want to be told that, hey, you know, you're doing a darn good job, and here's a few things you could even do better? Do they want to feel that they can go to anybody in the company and talk to them at any time, uh, even though they are a new employee? They want to, they want to have access to the big boss, and they, they want to be told the truth, and they want to be told the truth regularly. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, the, the thing that really kind of broke my heart but stimulated me at the same time was how we set this up is I broke two, two people out at a time you know in different parts of the room or different parts of the building and they each had 20 minutes together the first person would tell their story about why they wanted what they wanted and you know to be quite honest with you guess what it relates to how people are raised so often but they would tell their story and, and how it, it all started. Maybe what their dad said to them about money or whatever the case might be, or the role models their parents had as workers. And then once, they're, once they were done telling their entire story, they would say, I'm done. And then their partner feeds back to them what they thought they heard. And if there's any error there, that, that gets corrected. And then of course, it's the other person's turn to talk. And, um, when we were doing our when we were doing our our summary, if you will, with the group coming together, one of the millennials said, "You know, I love my partner, and and she was hooked up with a really truly kind man, and very good, very good listener. He's in healthcare himself." And she said, "I felt so uncomfortable because 
and listen, listen to this. I felt so uncomfortable because I had never been listened to that well for that long. And it was foreign to me. It was a weird experience. And to me, that was the primary nugget of this workshop is I get it, man. These guys are talking to each other through social media, often not face to face. And if they are, it's quick. I mean, you know, heartbreaking to, to not be in the space of being able to be heard until they're done talking. And guess what, you guys? Someone's talking about their why, their beliefs, their reasons. On the average, it takes about five to seven minutes uninterrupted. So when, when you want to know what's going on with your spouse or your kiddo or your nephew or your boss or your worker or, you, you know, the, the, the postman that looks to be really sad lately and you're retired and you want to support somebody, hey, what's going on? Tell me, tell me what's happening for you. What do you need? Where, where, where are you at? And if you just hush and don't throw in your little oh yeah, I get you, man. Or yeah, that happened to me too. And then take it down a rabbit hole according to your life. Just hush. In about five to seven minutes, that person will be done. And then they will have felt heard and completed and the world can shift in that regard. So if, if you guys are in, interested in taking this civility workshop, I teach them once a month and they're free to the general public. I, I do charge for industries and boards and um, things of that nature because we're taking it to another level. We're asking a very poignant question within that venue that is the elephant in the room. And it takes a little more preparation for me. And it's quite honestly something I hope to be doing for the next 40 years as long as my brain holds out. But if you are so interested, um, I will send you the Zoom link. It is the first Wednesday of every month between 9 and 11 a.m. It's just a two-hour workshop. You don't have to speak in front of the group. You will be put into a room with one other person. You have already been taught the ways to listen and to be hold that person in as a creative human and to not be intending to change their mind but to understand their minds. Very comfortable conversation. If you want to do that, then just email me at kpearson, K-P-E-A-R-S-O-N-D-C, stands for Doctor of Chiropractic, at mac.com. And on the subject line, very important to put request civility link, because I get too many emails a day and I don't want to miss it. Request civility link. And then I'll just send you the Zoom link for the um, next upcoming meeting. I've, I know you will love it. I yet had one person leave the workshop and go, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> it's always one of those moments where it's such a blessing to be sharing with another human at a level where you know what you're saying will be accepted and not made wrong. No one's pointing fingers at you. They're not trying to find holes in your arguments. They're not going to jump on you and say, are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Everybody, everybody has such wisdom, but our wisdom comes from the life that we have lived. And that life lived is different from anybody else's. And I, I love that Proverbs 2, to tune into wisdom. 
So, and then seek to understand. And that's really what this course is all about. And I proclaim that if you can have those kinds of communications with other human beings on a routine basis, guess what? You will be happier. You will be more peaceful. You will have less angst. Your sympathetic nervous system will not be working so hard. Your arteries will not be constricting so much. Your bodies will not be so tight. Your, your pain levels will go down and your emotional um, capacities to experience just a sense of peace will go up. And that's just the nature of the game. So again, if you want to play, reach out to me at kpearsondc at mac.com. I'll put my email in the, in the show notes as well and remind you that that civility workshop is that one day a month that's free to the general public. And the nice thing is we can handle as many people as it, as it takes on the Zoom call. So we're good to go. All right, y'all. Well, I appreciate your, uh, your listening and I feel very inspired to be part of the human race. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for spending 15 minutes with me. My website, pearsonwery.com, includes an awesome, if I don't say so myself, online classes I teach on chronic neck and chronic back pain, really designed to give you tools to kick your own pain. If you want to play on the civility workshop with us, you'll find the Zoom links on that resource page as well. Pick up my book, Eight Minutes to Ageless, for someone who's driving you nuts, moping around, feeling sorry for themselves. If you want to watch online videos of the active content of my book, go to 8minutestoageless.com. Of course, a great review of this podcast is always appreciated and even better to share it with a friend. Hope you have a terrific day.